Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Paradoxes are woven throughout everyone's lives, aren't they? I mean, it's funny. When I was learning uh, strategic intervention techniques, I've mentioned uh, my training before, one of the strategies we learned was how to intervene with paradoxes. I'll explain it to you. So here's an example. If a child has frequent temper tantrums out of the blue, or maybe just is kind of used to having temper tantrums because he or she doesn't get his or her way, um, then what I advise parents to do is to schedule time for the family to get together and schedule temper tantrum time to be able to say, okay, we're all going to get together at um, right before dinner, 530, 5 o'clock. We're going to sit all together and little Tommy, go balls to the wall with your temper tantrum. You ever thought about that? Interesting. So when children act out, Okay, most of this, what I'm about to say, you know, but I'm going to say it anyway. When children act out, they're seeking attention. Pretty obvious, right? They're trying to get their needs met in any way they can. And this is very typical uh, that they do, especially if they know their parent isn't in charge of meeting their needs or establishing, uh, we'll say, dominance and authority. Now, all children have temper tantrums, even when parents are responsive and appropriate and authoritative and structured and all of that. So don't get me wrong. But having worked with children and families for the first 18 years of my career, I'd frequently help parents restructure their parenting practices in such a way that they retrain their child to comply by reinforcing the desired behavior instead of reacting to the undesired behavior of the child. And this paradoxical approach, oh my God, you would not believe how powerful it is. I mean, think about it. If a kid is saying, I want, I want, I want, or you never this, or doesn't get their way, and, and you pick a time where you know that they're, they're not exhausted or they're, they're not in some funky way, and you're like, okay, everybody, let's get together. Tommy, time for your temper tantrum. And y'all go, 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 do it, do it, do it. Eventually, the kid's not going to do it, right? Because they're like, this is really wacko. I'm now being asked to freak out and have a temper tantrum, but that's not how it's supposed to go. I'm supposed to freak out and scream and do all this sort of shit until I get my way because uh, that's kind of how I know what to do. But I'm telling you, this practice really works. So when parents do this, then both the parent and child, they feel immediate relief. And sometimes I'll tell you, most of the time they start giggling and it ends up becoming a very, very positive experience. Sometimes you have to do it repeatedly. I give parents uh, the homework of doing it every day for a week. And before even uh, a day or two is done, like the kids changed, the parents have changed because they now have a, 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 a requisite determination to kind of undermine how they used to be before. 
So uh, the, the child feels immediate relief, the parent feels immediate relief, and the relationship actually kind of changes and it becomes closer and they're able to bond more deeply. That said, when you think about how paradoxes show up in, in our adult lives, outside of dealing with children, there are some really funky things that happen and we don't even realize how we're creating them. We're creating our own paradoxes. So I recently saw a post on, so, post on social media and I felt compelled to share it with you. Maybe some of you have seen it, but when it showed up again, I was like, I've got to speak on this. I don't know the author, so I want to be clear that I did not create this part of the episode, the part that I'm going to read. There's a great deal of food for thought in the next few points that are mentioned, and I hope that when you hear them, you learn how to become more mindful of what it is that you truly want in your life and understand that what you're asking for in your life, understand where it's coming from, what you're producing from it, okay? And also, what is preventing you from having what you want? So try to unpretzel your brain with these things as you do. And I call them the mind fucks of life. So here we go. Wanting positive experience is a negative experience. Accepting negative experiences is a positive experience. It's what the philosopher Alan Watts used to refer uh, to as the backwards law. The idea that the more you pursue feelings, feeling better all the time, the less satisfied you become. As you pursue something only reinforces the fact that you lack it in the first place. Think about this. The more desperately you want to be rich, the more poor and unworthy you feel, regardless of how much money you actually make. Notice the gaps in between these statements. Meaning, the more, for example, the more you desperately want to be rich, here's the gap, the more poor and unworthy you feel, as, uh, regardless of how much money you actually make. The more you desperately want to be sexy and desired, the uglier you come to see yourself regardless of your actual physical appearance. The more you desperately want to be happy and loved, the lonelier and more afraid you become, regardless of those around you and those who surround you. The more you want to be spiritually enlightened, the more self-centered and shallow you become trying to get there. Now, you might want to listen to that again, right? Because seriously, think about it. The more rich you want to become, the more aware you are of what you lack. Uh, the more desperate you want to be sexy and desired, the more you're focused on that you're not. Uh, you know, the more you want to have a positive experience, you end up having a negative one because you're noticing lack. It's all about lack. So, I call this the paradoxes about life, the mind fucks about life, because seriously, if you do those things, if all you're doing is focusing on what you lack, do not be surprised by getting more lack. You want to change the game for yourself, dear? You want to say, hey, I want more of this? Then, then act as if you already have it. Focus on that. Even if it doesn't materialize, there's something in you 
that is connecting with something not here yet. It's called remembering the future. A dear friend of mine taught me that. So if you're connecting with riches, if you're connecting with abundance, if you're connecting with sexy, if you're connecting with uh, um, uh, wisdom, if you're connecting with greatness, it's there already. You just haven't connected with it in human form. It is your parallel reality. So you don't want to focus on a parallel reality that is for shit. You want to be able to focus on what it is that you want to call in because what you want to call in already exists. So I hope that you, you really start to pay attention to the paradoxes you're creating in your life, because if you don't want to create lack and bring more of that into your life, then become what it is you want to become, who you want to become and focus on all the things that you are calling in, not what you don't have. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.